Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today, we are on another recap of The Ultimate Fighter. Uh, we're a little bit late, actually, to this one. We're going to do last week's episode. Uh, I was in Vegas for the Taekwondo National Championships. And uh, Joe, you were away on vacation, which we are allowed yep. to take once in a while, uh, contrary to popular <laughs> belief. Um, there's this whole belief in the world, Joe, it's funny that, uh, and this has nothing to do with the podcast, but I think it's an important lesson. There's this whole kind of mentality of like rise and grind, never take vacation, wake up at 4.30, alarm clocks, uh, d- 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 no days off, 24-7, 365. You can't live life like that. No. You honestly have to learn to reset recover because it makes you feel that much better and work that much harder when you get home. And- yeah, hundred percent. And, and and that was like a visceral lesson that I had on this trip because I had intention of like using the time that I was away productively. And as soon as I was away, I just, I mean, I was out of cell phone range. I had no internet and I was just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to try so goddamn hard. And I ended up having such a good week. And I came back with like all this energy that I didn't even realize I was missing. Yeah, you feel refreshed. You feel yeah. better. Like that first thing you said to me, like, I can't believe how good I feel. And then you're, mm-hmm. you're working that much harder. So even though you perceived yourself as maybe losing productivity during the week, what you're doing this week way makes up for that in space. Yeah, yeah 100%. All right. We have to talk about the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, it was it was last week, obviously. It was yep. Brogan versus Laura. And, and as always, I want to get your thoughts first because I'm actually genuinely curious what an outside person thinks about this stuff. <laughs> uh, I, at this point in the season, uh, like the episodes are, are basically just kind of following the formula, right? So they're going to tell a little bit of the story. They're going to tell a little bit of the story and then they get into the fight. And I think with these these fights, you get an extra round automatically because there are three round fights with possibly a fourth. Uh, and so when when they start doing the weigh-ins kind of early, then like you you know like it's going to go the distance, right? So that you kind of get a sense of what what's going to happen. Um, and I don't think there's really a good way to avoid that. As far as like the content leading up to the fight, it was kind of filler. You know, we didn't really get a chance to know a lot about Laura uh, because she just the way that she had entered the show as an alternate. And so I think they used this episode as a chance to kind of paint her picture a little bit more and try to make her a little more human, not just character on the show. Um, from Brogan's perspective, I think they focused a lot more on just sort of what she was doing with her knee and like how the injury was affecting her. Um, you know, they did the the phone calls home, which is, you know, cute, but it's basically just filler. I mean, I was, I was tuned into this one cause I wanted to see the fight. And so everything leading up to it was like, okay, okay, okay. Let's just get to the fight. And then finally the fight came on and what a show it was. I love this fight, but I, I love Brogan too. And, you know, I, I felt like she dominated all the way through. I really enjoyed watching it happen. I, I mean, I, I agree. I'm not going to be as diplomatic as you just were. Um, <laughs> so let's let's. There's two things I want to talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. Number one, Brogan's an absolute warrior. Yeah. Uh, her knee was pretty bad in the house, mm-hmm. um, and obviously, her and I talked talked a lot. Um, and so, I mean, I was really the only one in Team Pena that knew that was going on with her knee. Um, obviously, I didn't divulge any information because, to me, friendships and personal relationships are more important than some perceived. Yeah. I guess idea of what a team is or a team is not. Well, let's let's just touch on that for a second. If if you would have gone over to Laura, you say, "Hey, listen, you know, Brogan's knee is is bad, like it's real bad," and then she comes out and the first thing she does is throws a kick right into that knee. Like we all know, 
You know what I mean? Like we all would have known. Everybody watching the show would have known where that information came from. And then yep. is it is it even a fight at that point? You know what I mean? Like it, it's like, did you really win the fight or did you just do whatever it took to capitalize on a stronger opponent? You know, and then, and then whatever the outcome of that fight, it's suddenly really questionable. Yeah, see, and, and, I then, and then in from Laura's perspective, then she's dirty at that point. You know what I mean? She's like not a fair fighter. Like there's no positive outcome to sharing that information. There's just none. I don't even look at it like that. I honestly look at it from a sense of integrity. And for me, it's like, Joe, you tell me something in confidence. I keep it in confidence. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's not my place to broadcast your business to the world. But here's the other interesting thing. Let's say I did tell Laura about Brogan's knee. Brogan beat her ass so badly. It wouldn't have mattered. No, There was nothing Laura could have done to win that fight. No. Like there are people who are saying, oh man, you know, you did good in that fight. To be honest with you, Laura's a really tough person. Her wrestling's great. She's a great fighter. Mm -hmm. She came out and she fought as good as she can fight. And Brogan absolutely dominated her. Like yeah, that we, we, when cool. we were talking about this before, because uh, we, we talked a lot about most of the preliminary fights, if you go back and run them again, the outcome could go either way. Yeah. This was a fight that was not going to go any other way. No, Brogan dominated her. And like, yeah. Laura could not take her down, could not match her stand-up. I don't think Brogan was in a position of danger for a nanosecond. No, no. And I'm not being biased. Like, like we know Brogan and I are friends, but I and, 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 and I want Brogan to win this whole thing. But Brogan dominated that fight. Well, Dana White had a had a comment just kind of off the cuff about, you know, you get points for takedowns, but maybe you should get points for not getting taken down. Yeah. Because it's not like Laura wasn't trying. I mean, she was moving oh. in, but Brogan was I able mean, to just, nope, not today. Laura fought a good fight. Laura didn't mm -hmm. fight back. Brogan just nope. fought great. Yeah. And that's who Brogan is. And I'm I'm really excited to see Brogan on a healthy beat. Yeah, me too. I really she wasn't. She wasn't like back to the thing, like talking about her injury and like knowing what was going on. She wasn't close to 100 percent going in that mm -hmm. fight. Yeah. And by the way, just so we're clear about an MCL, Francis Ngannou had a torn ACL and he's out for eight months. Mm -hmm. Brogan fought on that through the house. So yeah. like if that's Brogan at let's call her 60 percent, mm -hmm. what do you think 100 percent Brogan looks like? I'd like to find out. Yeah, me too. But yeah, Brogan, Brogan absolutely dominated that fight and left no doubt to where she is. Because there are some people in that first fight with Hannah, even though she completely dominated Hannah as well. Mm -hmm. Hannah was on her back. Yeah. Uh, an educated person would say Brogan did more damage to Hannah while Hannah was on her back than Hannah did to Brogan. Yeah. Like Brogan was not in danger. But an, an uneducated person could be like, oh, well, you were kind of in a dangerous position. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. That's great. Move on. Brogan went out and absolutely put that to bed by just trashing Laura. Yeah. Yeah. And again, not trying to be mean. It was just a dominating performance. Like the, the, the NBA equivalent of this is, is the NBA uh, playoffs this year. The Celtics played the Nets. <laughs> the Nets got swept for nothing there are people out there that are like oh it was a close sweep no a sweep is not close joe no not at all you know it's like when you lose a football game 30 to 3 and they're like well it was closer than it looks on paper no it wasn't you lost 30 to 3 yeah that's the way it is 
So now, now we have Brogan against Juju or Katniss. Yep. That's kind of who's gonna who who's who's gonna come out of that one. My question is, who do you think's gonna take that fight? The the Katniss Juju fight. Yeah. Oh man, like I I like Kat a lot too. I think she's a really terrific fighter. Uh, Juju is just she's just tough. You know what I mean? She's just like she's like. Uh, <laughs> in my mind, I compare her to like just a chunk of beef jerky. Just like hard to chew. You know what I mean? Like you can go in there with a great plan. It's a good matchup. I really don't know. I really don't know who to pick on that one. Like I want to pick Kat because I think she's, she's bigger. She's got longer reach, but part of me also wants to see Juju versus Brogan, like really bad. I want to see that fight. Uh, I'd have a hard time with Brogan versus Kat. So I will pick Juju just because that's the fight that I want to see. But I really think Katniss has the has more than enough to manage Juju. So I guess we'll see. So I'm don't, don't I'm no spoilers, being, Bobby. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm I'm really glad you said that though, because like one of the things that's come through this season is how close the fights are, how close the yeah. matchups are, how close yeah. the people in the house. But you've seen two people who've absolutely dominated, and it's been Zach and Brogan. Mm-hmm. They've been by far the most dominating fighters this season. Yeah. And by dominating, I mean, they've never been in danger. Mm-hmm. Haven't had a hard, I shouldn't say they haven't had a hard fight. They've had tough opponents, but they have completely risen above. I'm going to say everyone else in the house, mm-hmm. like in terms of performance. Do you know what yeah. I mean by that? Oh, oh, like yeah, it, I agree. It was, it was their season. Like I'm going to have a really hard time betting against Zach or betting against Brogan. Mm-hmm. given their performances yeah. everyone else we talk about this every week you're always like well that's a tough one to pick i mean this person's great this person's great this person's great this person's great zach beat nile really wasn't in danger mm-hmm. knocked jordan out and then brogan beat hannah wasn't ever really in danger and then went out and dominated laura yeah so those are the two like you're seeing like those two are the, the stars yeah and i mean and laura had a good fight to get into this one. You know what I mean? She's like, like you said, she's no slouch. And I thought she fought really, really well. Yeah. And, and I, one of the things that, that bothered me is when uh, Juliana Pena had said, you won that fight. And I, and I, it's like that it's such a disservice to Laura. I, I think the right answer here is you fought your ass off. You executed literally everything we asked you to execute, but like you, you oh. just lost, you know what I mean? Like, you're like you, you did what needed to be done. You fought to the best of your ability and this is the outcome. And so the question is, so what, can you increase that? Can you train that? Can you, can you come back and, and do more than what, than what you did in this fight? And I think that as a fighter is, is more motivating than getting into this whole, Oh, the judges are biased or, you know, I don't know what they saw. I saw the fight one way. They saw the fight the other way. Like I get so tired of that. So let me actually push back on you a little bit. I rarely push back on you, but I got to push back on this one. Mm -hmm. The one thing I'll say is this about Coach Pena. There are coaches on there, and I've had a coach like this, Matt Hughes, Mm -hmm. that was there completely 100% for their own personal agenda and didn't shit about the fighters. He was there to make TV, to be about himself. He wasn't there about building other people up. Right. Where I will give Coach Pena a ton of credit. First of all, she's got an all-male finale. Mm-hmm. So 
we haven't talked about the Mo episode yet, and we will. So, so, so patient, you guys. But that episode just dropped. Mo's in the finale against Zach. So she put people in the finale, which is which mm-hmm. is good. She did her job. Yeah. The one thing I really respected about her this season is she built everybody up. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. There's never a negative comment about anybody. She's positive. She's uplifting. And I don't think she's not saying, Laura, you should have won that fight out of any type of trying to lie to Laura or anything like that. Juliana is so about her team and her people. She is supportive of them till the end. Yeah, but see, that's that's why it's disappointing to me is because there's also the reality. Yes. Like you, you can be so in somebody's corner that you're you're a little bit blinded by that. And that's what I felt. That that was my takeaway watching that that scenario of just like, uh, I mean, I didn't think that was fair to say to Lara. I thought she fought a better fight that I wouldn't come back and be like, oh no, that that was that was a bad decision. See, I think it's just her being ultra supportive. And I think a week later, if they're training again, then Juliana breaks it down and like tells her where she needs to like improve. Yeah. 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 I see that. I think in that moment, it's her being a hugely supportive person. And that's one thing that really, uh, that I really respected about coach Pena. Like she was, I wasn't sure what we were going to get because I don't know her. Right. Well, she was, she's clearly like a very big fan of her fighters. Like she's a huge fan. And hugely supportive, like a kind hearted, good, decent person and always good things to say about everybody. Yeah. And so I really think that, that, that she said that like supporting Laura and then goes back and watches the tape. And then it's like, okay, Laura, here's where you need to improve. You lost that mm-hmm. fight here's where you have to win. Like then you get the reality of the situation later. But sure. in the moment when somebody's dream is crushed, like to me, that's just Coach Pena being the good person that she mm-hmm. is trying to make Laura feel better. Sure, sure. You know, and, and and that's one thing like I was grateful for because like I said, when I was on the Ultimate Fighter season two, I had Matt Hughes who was not like that at all. Right. He wasn't, he wasn't there to help us or build the sport or give back. And I really had that sense with, with Juliana and, you know, the whole coaching staff for team Pena was like that. They were there to really give back to the sport, Mm -hmm. which has not been important to me because as a 43 year old, I really got along with that. Yeah. yeah. That was something that made me happy. I I mean, yeah, being 43 for sure, but like, it's a mature attitude. It's not that, you know, I'm grabbing at fame kind of a thing. Yep. Because I'll, I'll say this. I, I think the coaching this season has been quite good, honestly. I think when, uh, when you see Amanda talking, you know, when you see uh, uh, Juliana talking about their fighters, about the fights, like, I think what they're saying is, is good and right. You know what I mean? When the, the way that they're interacting with their fighters and what they expect out of them, it's quality. I don't feel like either one of them is a hack. I feel like they both really know the sport. And I feel like even somebody like you, 43 years old, probably has more experience than anybody else in that house coming in, could still learn a lot from those two, from either one of them. Yes, absolutely. And so, like, I I mean, going back, like you said, to the early seasons of Ultimate Fighter, yeah, the coaching wasn't always great. You know, like being a coach was like being another character on the show. And I feel like they're, they're like there for the fighters. Well, they were, and you know what? The other thing, and, and I'll give Amanda credit for this too, neither of the coaches or the coaching staff 
acted like they were better than us. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were there uh, to help guide us, to, to work with us. And, and you're looking at two champions of the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they didn't act for one minute like they were better than anybody. Like that made me well, really and they, happy. They, they, they really could have because of the rematch coming up, right? Like they could yes. really get in it. And they, they touch on it a little bit. Like there's a scene where they're both walking down the hallway or whatever. And they're, they're like ribbing each other a little bit. And it's like, so you know the rivalry is fresh. Like you know it's there. You know like they do have that on their mind that they, they want to fight each other. But they're also like not letting that take center stage over the performances of these athletes. No. And that, and it was all about them. So one more point about Pena, like Juliana's goal was to put four people in the finals. Yeah. She was there for our team. Like it never felt for a second, like it was about her. Yeah. Like it was about her rematch or her coaching or her season. Like her coaching staff was there for each and every one of us, which was great. Yeah. So like, all the credit in the world to not only coach Pena, but like Rick Little, uh, Wayne Gregory, Luis, Mike Valley, like the whole coaching staff. You didn't see a lot of them on TV, but they were really there for us and, and made a lot of sacrifices to be there. Yeah. Like yeah. being away from for six weeks and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And still mm-hmm. like with, with Pena, like being a mom, looking after her daughter, her daughter was at practice all the time. Like, yeah. you know, has business interests. Like it was a lot. So like, I'm, I'm really, really grateful. So it was, uh, it, it, it was good, but um, yeah, the, the back, back to the thing, the fight this week was good. Uh, Brogan dominated. We knew that was going to happen. And mm-hmm. uh, we're on to the next Joe Segula. Yeah. Yeah. Excited for uh, getting towards the end of this. Like, and now, and then, and then the problem is, you know, then we're going to know who's in the finals. Then we have to wait for that. Well, it, but at least you and I are in the same boat now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm now like, we can actually I'm have like a real thought because <laughs> this, if you're listening to this and it sounds like I'm holding back, I kind of have to. Yeah. Like until the finals are set, I can't. It's really hard for me to, to, to but listen, here you are in the podcasts on this. If you're liking these recaps, they're pretty good. I think, I don't know. I, I have no idea, but I don't feel like they're good because I'm holding back. Mm-hmm. I promise you after next week, gloves are off i can say whatever the fuck <laughs> so you need to if you've been sticking this out if you've been listening if you've been like you know bobby sounds like he's told listen gloves are off after next week it is but fucking I, good. I, I just want to point out how hard it is for me to answer questions that you already know the answer to yes. and you're like oh who should win this fight hmm hmm <laughs> like oh fuck don't put me on so the spot like that go. but it, yeah it, you you tune in next week and we can really have a talk and we can go yeah man so you guys here's the deal with the recaps with the with the podcast in general if you like this stuff share share it with everybody uh if you are not a fan of the ultimate fighter i don't fucking care because this is my podcast and joe's podcast we can do what we want how we want when we do it but we want to please you as well there are plenty of other episodes you probably have not listened to one through 180 or whatever we're at joe yeah, yeah. On, on self-help, betterment, nutrition, a bunch of good guests. Go back and listen to them. There's a ton of awesome people. We've had C.T. Fletcher on the podcast. We've had Edge, WWE 19-time champion on the podcast. We had, we had Dave we had, Castro on the podcast. There's an awesome Dave Castro on the podcast. We've had C.T. Fletcher. I think I said that. Yep. Uh, we've had Joy Taylor, one of the best sportscasters, Charlie uh, Arnold, who's actually the voice of the UFC now. I don't know if you yeah. saw Josh. She, yeah, yeah. Uh, Commentator her first fight. Um, so, I mean, we've had some pretty incredible people on the podcast. So go back. Tom Hopper, 
who's who's an actor. Uh, most recently, you saw him in Resident Evil as Albert Wesker. Mm -hmm. um, oh, by the way, Joe, before we go, this is a story to share for the public. Speaking of Tom Hopper. <laughs> so I, I told Dax that I used to live in Raccoon City while we were watching uh, Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. And don't jump. He's fine. He shouldn't be watching. It. He's like, you right. didn't get Resident Evil. It's not real. I'm like, oh, yes, it was. I was a cop there. He's like, no. And I'm like, I'm friends with Albert Wesker. He's like, you know Albert Wesker? So he's like starting to believe me. He's like, no, dad, there's no such person. <laughs> and I showed him a couple of pictures of me and Tom together. And he's like, <laughs> now he's convinced I lived in Raccoon City in Fuzzle. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Just pretty awesome. So, I like that. Anyway, I like that. go listen to the Tom Hopper episode. We've got episodes all day for you guys. So go listen to them, share them, and thank you for supporting. Because you're the last of a dying breed.